Vivian's feeling of contentment was short-lived. She was broken out of her thoughts by a male voice saying, Vivian, we need to talk. Vivian whipped her head around and saw Jonathan standing beside her table. Jonathan, she said with surprise, though she remained seated. What are you, did you follow me from home? Her shock quickly turned to anger. Don't yell at me, Jonathan snapped. He sat down in the chair across from Vivian, who folded her arms across her chest and glared at him. You have been following me, she said. The bookstore, Trattoria Fresca, and now today. What's wrong with you? I want to talk to you, he said, more calmly. I want you to leave, Vivian said. Jonathan became angry in return, just as quickly as he had calmed down. I saw you at Macy's. Who was that guy you were talking to, he demanded. Is it the same one you were with at Trattoria Fresca? That's none of your business, countered Vivian. Now please leave. I'm not going anywhere until you explain yourself to me. What's there to explain, Jonathan, Vivian said in exasperation. When I said it was over, I meant it. You dumped me without any reasonable explanation. What the hell were you thinking? I did tell you why, Vivian said. It's the way you treated me, Jonathan. You not only yelled at me and hit me, you belittled me. I wasn't going to deal with it any longer. Vivian's frustration was growing. You ruined so much of our time together, and now you won't leave me alone. We broke up, and still, you managed to ruin everything. With a look of contempt, Vivian stood, grabbed her bags, and stalked away from the table. Really? Really? Did that just happen? Everything was going so well. I should have known it wasn't going to last. When Vivian arrived at Lane's house the next day for her violin lesson, her anger at Jonathan had yet to dissipate. She hadn't even said anything before Lane knew that something was wrong. What's the matter? Lane asked when he opened the door. You look upset. I am upset. Vivian brushed past him and set down Grandpa's violin so she could take off her coat. What happened? I really don't want to talk about it, Vivian said. Lane looked hurt. Why not? I just don't, Vivian said, picking up the violin. Where do you want to do this? Um, the family room, I guess, Lane said, rattled. It's over here. He went, and Vivian followed him, anger at herself for speaking so to Lane, starting to gnaw at her. Lane's violin case was open on the couch, revealing an instrument that was not as old as Grandpa's, but equally as beautiful. Lane picked it up and took longer than was necessary to check his tuning. Vivian said nothing as she took Grandpa's violin out of the case and tested the strings against Lane's. Lane had set up a music stand with a book of scales and etudes resting on it. Vivian had brought the old ones that Grandpa had given her and stood with them awkwardly as Lane finished tuning, not sure if she should put them on the stand with Lane's book. When Lane was satisfied, he turned to Vivian. Did you want to use those? he asked, nodding at Grandpa's books. Only if you want to, Vivian said in a rush. We can use yours if you want. I don't want to tell you what to do. Lane's face softened. Vivian, tell me what's bothering you. You're not acting like yourself. I'm sorry, Vivian said. I didn't mean to snap at you. It's Jonathan. He's still making a mess of things. What do you mean? He was at Water Tower Place yesterday, Vivian continued. He saw us talking, and then he followed me to Borders and tried to tell me that I didn't give him a good reason for breaking up with him. I took a few seconds to bitch him out, then left. Lane shook his head. I'd like to find this guy and... No, Lane, I don't want you to get involved. He might try to do something to you. Lane started to speak again, but Vivian gave him a look that stopped him. Please, she said. Lane looked at her a moment, then kissed her. Okay, he said. Why don't we start our lesson? They began. Vivian played the few scales that Grandpa had taught her, 
and tried but could not ignore the bursts of electricity she felt whenever Lane moved one of her fingers or arms to fix her posture or intonation. Lane played through some beginner etudes with her as well, slowly and carefully, so that Vivian's fingers could get used to traveling back and forth between notes, rather than playing them in a specific order, as in a scale. You sound great, Lane said, after Vivian had gotten the hang of the etudes and stood rubbing her left shoulder, but grinning happily. Do you mean it, she asked. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. So what? Everyone feels that way when they start something new. Vivian's grin widened. I want you to do something for me, she said. Lane grinned too. Sure, anything. Play Autumn for me.